Welcome y'all to the Black Hoof Saloon, a Wild West Exodus podcast. Mosey on up to the bar and get yourself a bottle of fire water or a glass of sarsaparilla and listen to some good old yarns about adventures of law dogs, outlaws, and weird creatures. So set a spell, water your ride or your rider, and get ready to tune up your posses. This is the Black Hoof Saloon. Howdy, howdy, all you prairie dogs out there. And this is Eric with the Black Hoof Saloon. We're back again, and I have my co-host, Brian and Tom, with me. Say hi, guys. Hey, guys. Howdy, everybody. And it is the new year, 2021, and we're ready to start off a new year. It feels like hey, the same old year. We're still working on models. Everybody's working on models but me. I got models in front of me, but I'm not painting. I, I'd just like to say, even I'm painting. Yeah, I can see the top of your head. That's it. <laughs> um, Brian's working on something else, though. I mean, we just spent the last 30 minutes talking about Star Wars so <laughs> before we actually <laughs> record. Um, so I think that's a little bit of an influence. Uh, um, so I'm painting. I am actually just put in together some of the models from the star wars uh, now are these part of christmas christmas toys sorry part of christmas and they were still sitting on top of all my painting painting gear Uh, i got a new wet palette thanks to atomic atomic hobby games in houston but i have all these models in various stages of build on top of my old wet palette so i have to get all of that cleared out of here get my wet palette my new one so with the the new year that's one of my resolutions is to kind of get through some of that pile of half done models next to me to the computer i have shelves and i have them just loaded with half painted models from all kinds of games you know right so on on, on facebook uh the dark council group someone called out everybody on their pile of shame Oh, and man. So at some point, I have to get mine out and take a photo of it. I think uh, that was Will. Was that Will that did that? Uh, the piles of shame. Yeah, and then a few people posted pictures of theirs, and you know, so as a general, you know, come together. We're all supportive of, you know, whether or not <laughs> it is shameful or not. Uh, I just haven't had a chance to clear off my desk from one pile of shame to be able to add the rest of the pile of shame. So. Obviously, I have maybe 40 to 60 in-progress models on my desk. That doesn't count the gob ton of built, unpainted, or the box of unbuilt. So it it won't all fit on my table. Does that that include my posse? (laughs) Your your posse is in-progress, literally right behind a bunch of feathers. (laughs) Yeah, I, that that wet palette. Do you have one, um, Tom? I do. In fact, in fact, that's why I was a little late getting on, as I was cleaning out my wet palette. Oh, okay. And okay. my um, my sponge in it finally gave out, so I need mm. to get a new sponge for the bottom of my wet palette. So I'm wet palette-less at the moment. Man, yeah, I I have a fairly recent one. I I've used it a couple times. I'm trying to force myself to use it more. Um, I'm just kind of stuck in my ways of the way I paint, 
you know, in layers and dry brushing and stuff. But right. um, it, it kind of was a late in the year, um, I guess you would call it resolution, to try and force myself to use it and try a different method. Because I knew, I kind of had an idea what my Christmas gift was from the wife. And uh, I finally broke down and just said, I'm starting from scratch with new paint. And she got me the whole pro acryl line and I got to use it the other night and it's a different animal. I will say that, but it, it's very vivid, the color. So different, uh, different how, um, it applies very smooth and even, um, it's, and it's, it's very crisp in its colors. I think it's just, it has more pigment in there and I love having the agitator in the bottle. So it's, you know, it, it mixes it up very easy. A couple shakes and you're good to go. Nice. So I've only used a couple colors so far on like a white primed model. And I mean, anything you prime white, you, you put a brighter color like green. I used like a, your classic Kelly type green. Man, mm-hmm. that thing popped right off of them. So nice. I'm liking it so far. Uh, like I said, it's a different animal. So I have to le- learn to, you know, kind of use it uh, a little bit, you know, get comfortable with it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I mean, it goes along with my resolution of trying to get through some of the half done models so I can make more room for ones I have to build and then paint. And so you can have more half done models. Yeah. Yeah. I got to make room for it. I mean, I got those two boxes for our, our posse builds and I only needed one model out of each box. And it's like, well, I'm going to want to, build the rest of these eventually but i just don't have any more space right now well you're going to be getting a lot more stuff too so (laughs) yes so uh make some room (laughs) so i'm painting this order guy right now and i gotta tell you he's a mess (laughs) he's a mess what are you dipping um i'm I'm getting to that point oh man no you know what? I think I might just dip them. I thought you were over that dip method. All right. So what? Were you? What? Did you even? Did you come up with a theme of paint scheme before you started? Um, gray and white. <laughs> <laughs> now you did tell us you goofed up a little bit. What'd you do with his face? Oh, I forgot that they're supposed to have metal faces because it's. <laughs> so I gave him like a people <laughs> face. Porcelain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I gave him a people face. <laughs> he had a little bit of color on him. <laughs> I think what uh, Angel did uh, a couple of the Cocoroli options, and he he did a bunch of the uh, porcelain armor. Okay, okay well, I, I'm no angel. <laughs> well, we knew that. <laughs> I'm I'm um, ham fisted and. Oh man, going blind and well, you got this going for you. You don't have the paint roller, so you're good. You're okay. Yet, fine. Yet, oh, man, <laughs> this is where I'm at so far. This is as far as I've gotten. I don't know if he's focusing or. So you got like his uh, what's that? His tunic kind of thing around his, his armor. His tunic and and his arm. You know, his armor's just gray. Oh. But, now I'm getting frustrated and I'm just going to friggin' metallic that shit. 
I was like, I, I, I had this, this, um, this thought, I'm like, man, you know, when I first started painting miniatures back, like in sixth grade, yeah, that's how I've been painting miniatures and I'm still terrible at it. Um, there was no metallics. You just painted, you know, you had a sword, the sword was gray, <laughs> you know, and that was your metal sword. And, you know, uh, I was like, I'm going to try that again. And I'm like, this looks like shit. I'm just going <laughs> to, where's my bolt gun metal. <laughs> oh man you're you're probably if if daz is listening to this you're probably making him sad daz i'm gonna be getting a post just from daz he's gonna be like i'm making this post for tom because he makes me so so sad (laughs) but i know that he's not listening because i when i talked to daz about it he said yeah i don't really listen to podcasts so he's happy to come on and guest star or whatever but he doesn't actually listen to them so someone else from war cradle might fill him in and be like yo tom needs help <laughs> oh but, man! But but that that's the best chance there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just keep hammering away at it. You'll get it. Well, it'll get thicker and thicker, and then at some point I'll just no. be like, yeah. at some point I'll just be like, yeah, there's three colors on it. It's table ready. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, painting. I I've been trying to help some local guys that are trying to get some other board game stuff painted and. Uh, I mean, it's a board game miniature, so it's not, you know, super detailed and he's trying to spend so much time on it. And I'm telling him to just dive into it. Don't spend too much time thinking about it because a lot of this comes with practice. You start learning techniques to, uh, you know, apply to the model. So that's a big part of it. Just practice. You just paint, 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 and paint. You could just tell him, be like Tom, just slap, slap paint on there. The three, <laughs> three, three colors. Just three make colors. it three colors. You're good. <laughs> base, base wash, dry brush, done. And then as you learn more stuff, go back and fix. Yep. What do you mean fix? It's fine. Uh, fix. <laughs> I think that's why many of us have multiple models. So you can repaint them because you're just like, yeah, it doesn't look so good. I'm going to repaint them. I, I, I have to say, I'm actually struggling with this core Corolla more than I have with most other miniatures I've ever painted, and I don't know why. It's probably because you you don't have an idea in your head what you want it to look like at the I, end. I think, ultimately, I just want it painted, and I don't care. That's <laughs> why you're having problems with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'm invested in it like I was with my lawman. <laughs> right, right. Well, I think you just just go off of what the uh, the colored art is on the box. Just kind of go close to that. Well, yeah, that's exactly. what I figure. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the um, cloth parts cloth white color, and mm-hmm. the metal parts gonna be metal color, and you know, and then they'll throw some other splashes of color in there. And I mean, because they are basically silver suits of armor, right? Yeah, they're silver suits of armor and a white little robe, and it'd be like painting know. some old Warhammer, you know knights or something you just okay, everything's so silver do, um, is instead of doing the face metallic do it porcelain white so don't go white white go like bone white with white highlights on the edges and you can make the wash 
give you all your de details. Uh -huh. And then, then do the cloth in, like you said, white. But I would also probably not go stark white. I would go with a more of a a warm white. That that that's where I'm at so far, and I'm like building a parchment white. That that's that warmish white. It's like right, right. So, but make do the porcelain face. But if you look, there's like a line around mm -hmm. her face. Do that in like gold. Oh, or, this is a her. <laughs> yeah, that's the girl. Oh, okay. The hoods are girls. Why, why are you flipping me off? <laughs> <laughs> you saw that, Eric, right? Yeah, I saw that, what? yeah. He's, he's holding his brush weird, and he just chose to use that finger for a pointer. <laughs> it got your attention, though, didn't it? <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm like, damn. First, he's like, you're wrong. I'm, I'm like, no, these are done. And he's like, no, they're not. Be better. <laughs> It's like me talking to my kids. Be better. That's right. Damn. Brutal. Brutal. That's some brutal support there. I think they call that tough love. That is. That's tough love. Oh, you hear that? I got agitator balls in here now. See, that's what these these sound like. Oh, let me grab one. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I think it's time. I, I think I have to start replacing my my old army painter paints that I've had for like seven years. Yeah. They're really starting to get gummy. I um I'm gonna go through mine probably this weekend. I have a big pile of old paints that I have this little like lazy Susan thingamabobber I've been using for twenty years. I had it all jacked up with all my old paints and I'm just like, okay, I gotta just I took them all off and I got them in a pile downstairs. I got to start going through, open them up to see how dried out they are. And, and so yeah. is, are, are those the new paints we're looking at then? Yeah. Those are all the new paints. Very nice. And what I like about these paints is that uh, it's a 22 milliliter bottle and they kind of got the, the little Elmer's glue top, you know, the little screw top. Right. So I don't have to worry about them getting too dried out and, agitator comes in there already and well uh since we've rambled on about painting why don't we go into what we we're going to talk about today we have another smoke wagon showdown for everybody and we kind of wanted to touch on one of the new bosses coming out well he's not too new but he's finally getting his posse and we're going to talk about cam and another certain individual that he has conflict in so do, do, do we have an official pronunciation on his name i always called him came came i don't know C I always call it's it a y with an m on the end so from when when he was uh first created that's how the creator of it of the character pronounced it interesting okay that's a strange spelling for that pronunciation that's all well, i'm saying we're going to explore him a little bit coming up here. So why don't we go ahead and jump into the Smoke Wagon Showdown? Let's do it. Go ahead, skin it. Skin that Smoke Wagon and see what happens. Listen, mister, I'm, I'm getting awful tired of your... I'm getting tired of your gas. Now jerk that pistol and go to work. 
I said throw down, boy. All right, guys. Today in our Smoke Wagon Showdown, we're going to look at two guys from the same faction. So we're going to look at the Enlightened, and we're going to look at Cam, or Came, as Tom likes to say, uh, <laughs> who's coming out in a new posse soon. That's the murder of Hellion Posse. And his rival for today is going to be Dr. C. And the reason we're looking at two from the same faction, there's, well, they're, they have a linked history, linked story fluff. So, Brian, kind of what what's the deal with these two guys? Why are they button heads? They're the same faction, right? They should All be right, getting so along. Dr. Carpathian is Cam's uncle. So, Dr. Okay. Carpathian's wife that basically is behind his urge to search out reanimating the dead was because his wife died when he came to the U.S. So Vlad Ursel is his brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. So he worked with Carpathian. Well, his son basically was following in Carpathian's footsteps by researching along with all the other scientists in the Commonwealth, uh, in the, uh, what they call the, the covenant of the enlightened. So he was raised in the, the early birth of this, you know, science, uh, yes, you know, growth. Right. So he, he was a very smart guy, kid, and he wanted to learn as much as he can from his uncle. Well, things don't always go the best way. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're trying to ch- chase your hero, his desire to advance his knowledge in this field to be able to then get notice from his uncle drove Cam into some pretty dark, obsessive things, right? So, one of the things was his desire to advance the flying, right? So, mm-hmm. his, his work took him in towards that human machine integrations. And then obviously he started really focusing on having the zombies fly. So his obsession was kind of, there was a demon, I guess, like here's one that says his psychology truly took hold at the age of 19. What began as inspiration in the form of a demon named Cam, an augman of man and bird soon turned into an obsession of his own to mirror that of his uncles upon discovering cam in his studies roman began to work towards creating a way for man to fly with wings of his own this focus was on a harness that allowed him to fly while this gave some amount of gliding ability it was not the same as true flight the desire to soar among the clouds was strong lure and roman wanted to find a way of attaching mechanical wings to a human frame while still keeping the original personality of those subjects. This last part was extremely difficult to achieve as most creation menials and other experiments made by the enlightened, especially Carpathian's own work, retained very little of the person they once were. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin attacked this problem without respite, and the alter ego of Cam began to assert greater dominance. This process was complete, completed just before he left London to follow Carpathian and his father to the Americas. In the process of trying to stop a serial killer's murderous spree in the streets of Whitechapel, he began to see that only the strongest mind is capable of such deprivation. In order to truly free his potential, he must follow that path. Thus, in an East London backstreet, Cam was born and Roman Ursel was left behind. 
So some of this is detailed in the old fluff book called Family Blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, War Cradle is basically any of those books that before may have happened in that way, but it's slightly a fiction of what may have actually yeah, happened you, in you, this one. You kind of think of it as those are the the dime novels, the penny dreadfuls right. in the world. So they're kind of fact, but they're, they're exaggerated they're, fact. Right. There, may be, there may be. They're based change. in truth. Yeah. Right. Once in the new world, he meets his uncle and reunited with his father. He was basically forced to take more and more risks to try to achieve more and more breakthroughs. So he he started gobbling up all the different people he met. Like he took some methods from Kyle. Um, he created, which allowed him to create the Hellion. So this would be like the basic Hellions uh, mm-hmm. that we don't even have models for yet for the, the hands version of the Hellion. And so he started creating these and he got some notice, you know, mind you, a lot of his goal is to try to get his uncle to notice his, his take on these technologies. But because of the lack of humanness of the Kellyans that he first created, he kept pushing on. Then a young warrior nation woman comes to find him. And White Wing was destined to be a Payasa spirit walker and join Alcon and his daughters. But she, couldn't, she, she kept getting rejected by the great spirit. So Alcon basically said, hey, you got a shadow inside your spirit, which is why the great spirit's not allowing you to, to, to change. So she left the tribe. Cam found her and promised her to, to gain flight. So he built her in the Hellion system in the hopes to be able to, to keep her personality. Mm-hmm. So if you look at her new model, uh, she's in the box. She looks very much like one of those spirit sisters, uh, spirit daughters, but she's obviously been uh, cyborg. So when he succeeded in building this uh, trusted lieutenant, because it, it worked, she, he got full integration, but she retained a lot of her personality. He he basically clashed with Dr. Carpathian. Right. Okay. Uh, he wasn't getting at what he wanted, so he, you know, rebelled against his uncle. This in the fluff on the on the website when you go bo- look at the box, it skips why he kills his uncle. But in the Family Blood novel, is you get the why. Okay. Uh, whether or not that's the true, like the new fluff's reason or not, mm-hmm. we don't know. Stuart T's saying that the family blood book is being retooled. So like re uh, worked for the new uh, era of always exes. So of it, we will eventually get that story. Like a second, a, a second edition right. of the story itself. Right. So, <laughs> so we may see that, but uh, do we so know if there's obviously this huge clash inside the covenant of the enlightened, uh, North America branch when Cam basically kills Carpathian. Uh, Kyle the Black and Augusta bring him back. So yeah, there's the tie-in for... The legendary version. Yeah. This big dude. Is 
post-death Carpathian. So Cam is on the run <laughs> from the uh, Enlightened because of this. Well, Vlad goes with him. Mm-hmm. So that's why Vlad is also in the box. Both Cam and Vlad are new sculpts. There's also two Hellions in the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apex Hellions. So they're the more advanced version of the Hellions. And those two are also new sculpts, but one of them is based on the original Hellion sculpt. So it's very similar to that, but there yeah. are some changes to it. So yeah. uh, it is technically a new sculpt. The, the next, the other model in the box is white wing. So okay. those of you who already have cam and you already have Vlad and you already have uh, a Hellion, rest assured <laughs> this box is still worth something. Yeah. There are a couple of things. Cam, his wings are bigger. His rock's different, it, too. The rock is extremely different. It also has a battle foam bag on it. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot they did that. Which is a nod to who the designed character was supposed to look like. Yeah. And if you look at the face, the face technically does actually look more like Romeo. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and the the foam bag in the in the base is uh, again uh, that's new and so it was done i get i think as well as to to nod towards the original you know creator of the character so it, it's actually kind of neat uh but vlad is a new sculpt it's it got a lot of neat little new details on it so it's worth getting even if you have the old ones uh like the original can sculpt is is beautiful uh, there's nothing wrong with that original sculpt. It, it was an amazing sculpt. Yeah, yeah. The one looks to be just as amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, of all the boxes that, oh, I've got those models, this one I'm the le- uh, less worried about because, I mean, it is going to be a great box. All right. Should we, should we, uh, how should we start breaking down this smoke wagon? Do you want to look at Cam first or should we look at a theme posse card or, because uh, Cam's a little bit different when it comes to the posse cards because you can take him as an outlaw also. Uh, right. It's just uh, if you wanted to do that, you have to look under the outlaws to look at the, uh, the posse card. He takes the, um, the general posse card i think for the outlaws uh because if you do a theme it's basically the his theme posse card that would be in enlightened well okay so his murder of hellion theme posse can join outlaw enlightened or hex forces oh that's true yeah so if you did the theme it would just be in there um here i pulled it up i'll uh let me share it so you guys can see it too because we're gonna we're recording this for audio, but just in case we want to do video, so you guys can watch it on uh, YouTube too. You can all look at the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. So yeah, outlaws, enlightened hex. What else? What does he get for a bonus? Um, the units in the posse with scion of cam trait do not have the task rule. Cam mm-hmm. is the only unit with this boss trait permitted in the posse. That's right, because all the uh, the Hellions are tasked. I don't recall if Vlad and all the other ones' faces. But that's pretty good. That's especially for a construct and uh, 
to get that, but he's pretty straightforward posse build. Um, I mean, you got to take Vlad or a Hellion unit in slot one. Slot two is a Hellion unit and or an Apex Hellion unit. Right. So just as a, as a heads up, the task rule, that doesn't really apply to, it's obviously not going to apply to Vlad. Mm-hmm. It also does not apply to the Apex Hellion, right? So the Apex Hellions are more advanced, so they aren't tasks. It would be so, just like your hands, right? The hands right. that so he the, would take. The hand Hellion units, which don't currently exist in the wild, are the ones that that's for, basically. So that boon doesn't even apply currently to what you'd be able to play once the box gets to your house. Right. So, yeah, because white wing is obviously isn't subject to being tasked either. Cause she's going to be more human. Mm-hmm. So she, she doesn't have it. So really all you're talking about is any of the other enlightened hands that you bring. Yeah. That have sky on the camp, which basically just means that the hellion hands unit, which we, we do have a card for it, so we know what those those, uh, those stats are going to be. Yeah. We just don't have uh, the models yet, so it'll be – we don't know. We even have it on the timeline of when that would come out. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully soon since he's getting the box set coming out. Right. Let's see. What else is – so that was one and two. Three is a Scion of Cam unit. Four is a Hellion unit and or Apex Hellion unit. Five – an enlightened hands unit and or scion of cam unit. So that's where he can start to bring in those other hands in the enlightened. Right. And then six is up to two scion of cam units. So basically you're looking at that keyword, the, you know, the uh, scion of cam. Right. Or hellions, a lot of hellions. I mean, that's. Well, I mean, that's what the scion of cams are going to be. Yeah. Death from uh, above. Right. <laughs> which will be interesting to see this against the death room build posse yeah who's who's gonna win well we know who's gonna win <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's go ahead and start breaking down cam i will go ahead oh i think i'm already sharing ain't i no i'm not okay so cam Cam can go, as we said before, he can go in Outlaws or Enlightened. Boss, Outlaws, Enlightened Human, Male, Scion of Cam, Mercenary, Flight, and Tainted. So the Tainted kind of goes into like the little bit of fluff you were talking about, Brian, where Mm -hmm. he kind of gets, you know, uh, um, corrupted by that demon. So I'd like that that tie-in to why he's... You know, he's tainted. Uh, let's see. So, or why he goes by this new name, Cam, instead of his given yeah. name, Ro- Roman Ursul. So, some things to, to consider. So, he's got outlaws and enlightened as traits. So, that means he can be an outlaw boss mm-hmm. with the outlaw faction possible. Which is basically what we did when we built uh, my posse when we did our, our little posse builds together. Exactly. Cause I just, I'd like the choices that the outlaws give him. Right. And at and that time, not having 
access to the mm-hmm. Hellion hands, you're very limited on what you could do with his theme. Yeah. So having outlaws as another option, you don't have, he doesn't have to be tied to a full enlightened posse. He can, you know, he's got three different options. You can yeah. use him. You can bring an outlaw with mercenaries from, you know, a huge, huge selection. Yeah. That's selection of the outlaws. I mean, that's, or he can, he has his theme gives him the ability to be an outlaw, uh, outlaw, force uh enlightened force or a hex force Mm -hmm. i mean i think that's one of his uh big strengths is that he has that variability of how do you want to build with him so but let's look at his stats he has so those were his keywords i just went over um he has a fortune of three he cost 180 points and is unique of course Okay, he has a quickness of five, uh, mind of seven, aim of six, grit of six, fight of six, and a limit of three. So then let's take a look at his weapons. He's got smoke grenades. That's one of his ranged weapons that have smoke screen, indirect, and blast with a range of eight inches. No piercing on him, but it's a rate of attack one. And then he has a melee hammer hands, stun and brutal. And then a displace on a crit with a range of base to base, piercing a minus one and a rate of attack two. He's got two. So he's double fisting you. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, man, I knew I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> um, and then he's got another ranged weapon. It's his Masterwork Cyclo Blasters, which I like this. He can revolver phantom. Close work and brutal with a shred on a crit. Nine-inch range, piercing a minus one and a rate of attack three. So, right. So revolver fan with these are very very nice mm-hmm. um, of course we've all you've heard the discussions here and there in the community crit tread is one of the weaker crit that you can have on a weapon <laughs> but um, you know those are pretty good pistols um, yeah yeah naturally for, for boss, those are pretty good weapons yeah it's natural brutal uh, and the fact that it's got close work too so yeah you know, he doesn't have to worry about if somebody swarms him type of thing or uh, with one of his special rules, you know, it, it comes into play pretty nice with that. So mm-hmm. well, if you consider revolver fan or, or close work, you know, takes his aim down. So you just focus that close work mm-hmm. and dude, you're, I mean, you can <laughs> you just be mean to somebody up close. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So we'll go ahead and let's jump over to his common rules. Can you see that, Tom? You want to, you always do his common rules. (laughs) His common rules. He's common. He's metal, the quick and the dead, largesse, and target priority. Pretty, pretty standard there. Yeah. Standard for a boss. Um, He can share his fortune and. Yeah. He's got a, he's got a small list of common rules, but more of them makes up it when we get to his specials. Yes. So his first one is the pretty much a large part of the enlightened Carpathogen 
where he can uh, spend a fortune chip and once per turn, when a construct face hands or support within six inches of him is destroyed before taint checks are made D five of the models from the destroyed unit are returned to the play area within three inches of them. Uh, so, and also it says if any model cannot be placed uh, is removed from play. Um, that would be kind of like if it's just too tight, you can't get them, you know, anywhere close to that, those three inches. Uh, and then the new unit counts as activating for the turn and gains the reanimated rule, uh, which basically is just a reminder that if they go down, you can't reanimate them again. You cannot use this against units that are removed from play due to yeller checks. So that's something to remember too. So once they're, the, the guys that flee from the yeller check, y you can't bring them back to. So. Right, because they didn't die. They ran nope, away. They took off with the yellow stripe down their back. Yep, as those enlightened tend to do. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? All right. His, his next special rule is death from above. So... Cam may end a flight action engaged in combat. Uh, if it doesn't, so it may make an immediate fight action for one action point, regardless of the number of combat actions this unit has already taken this activation. So this is already tying into that close work. And like you said, Brian, being mean <laughs> and just, yeah, flying down and dropping on somebody and just unloading. And then he also has split shot so he can target different units with each die from their weapons rate of attack in a shoot action rather than having to resolve them against a single target. He does not need to spend an action point to use the revolver fan. And then that's that's pretty big. He has elusive well, backstab so reactions. Per, Go ahead, Brian. Basically, once per turn, he gets to Revolver Fan for free. Mm -hmm. So, it, I mean, that's crazy good. Oh, yeah. And he does. He, so that's six shots, but they don't all have to hit the same target. Mm -hmm. uh, and one of those, uh, and you get to add one from Brutal. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those potential of, two to uh seven <laughs> it's yeah to, to, to spread around it, it's just good then he has his next special rule is elusive backstab reactions against him suffer a minus four penalty uh this was one of the reasons i kind of wanted to take him in the posse because I, I i like this special ability uh split personality so when he's activated, he must discard their action card and draw a new one from the deck. The new card is applied immediately. This is one of those abilities that uh, ever since we started playing second edition that I liked because it helped mitigate that action deck. You know, I kind of would hold them off a little bit. And then on that one activation where you flip that one, you know, you can choose to activate him and then you're automatically flipping a new card views that with seven creation seven a lot that was i just i love that it thematically you know it ties into him being a little 
cuckoo for cocoa puffs so right right his alter ego of yeah yeah then you know it kind of fits he's just a little yeah on him uh, one time cuckoo for cocoa puffs i like that <laughs> It's a little throwback. <laughs> I, 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 I was a big fan of Sonny, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he's got two more here. He's got Frenzy. So for each critical critical success this model rolls during a fight check, he may make a free strike action. This free strike action is still subject to Frenzy. So that can just, you know, add in that on he just gets he gets nasty uh and then being a flying model he gets flight or fight reaction so when he's nominated as a target of a charge action he may spend a point of fortune to immediately be placed d5 from the current location placement must be a point directly away from the charging unit and placement cannot be in impassable terrain or cause the unit to be engaged so we've talked about that a couple times with uh, the Warrior Nation flying gals and um, the big birds have it. And so basically it's uh, anything that can fly, I think, gets this. I think even uh, like does Helena Miller have this one, Brian? So I think it comes down to what they consider true flight versus like jump backs and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, okay. I think I can't remember off the top of my head, whether or not both Helena and uh, Hart have it. I think they do. It's been a little while since we've talked about them. I'd have to go back and check. But that's Cam. Um, It seemed like every one of those special rules just really reinforces, uh, like, his weapons. They, They add to how nasty they can be. And, I mean, his his general stats are you know they're a little above average like you mentioned you know the revolver fan yeah it does make him go down but you know you boost it back up with focus in it and he's all good well no the revolver fan doesn't affect your aim close work does right close work is close work okay okay the, the revolver fan does it's just not as bad like Close work is like, I think, minus three or minus four. Uh, let me see. I got stack cards. I'll look real quick. Let's see. Oh, close I, work. I, I want to say it was minus four. Minus three close sounds work. weird. What's that? Minus three sounds weird. I want to say it was minus four. Yeah. Close work is minus three. Minus three. Wow. I'm wrong. Nothing new there. <laughs> <laughs> What was Revolver Fan then? That would be, uh, that's minus two. Right. So when you focus, they cancel each other out. Yeah. I should know this as much as I've used Jesse James. (laughs) And both Hart and Helena have the true flight versus like uh, Mercury with her jump boots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. All right, so there was Cam. Uh, let me go ahead and what do you guys think of Cam overall before I pull up Dr. C? I really don't want to fight him. <laughs> They've made um, some improvements over him during 
second edition because I remember using him early on and he was just kind of meh, you know. Well, his, his 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 blasters have always been really good. Mm-hmm. They did change from his original uh, under first edition, but he's always been a, a, a good uh, option for an enlightened group because he has flight, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, his pistols Speed. have always been really deadly. Uh, that hasn't really changed. They they kept them, you know, in the please don't shoot me. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the flight was a big reason why I wanted to take them to go along with Eiffel. You know, you get that fast movement. Um, you right. know, I can get across the board quick to either, you know, get engaged with somebody or close to somebody to, you know, be a nuisance or, you know, get those objectives. So, all right. So we got Dr. C. Let me share him so Tommy can see him. I mean, I could always go open up a window myself. But... No, you're painting. You paint. <laughs> <laughs> you paint. <laughs> this doesn't ha- This doesn't happen very often. <laughs> That's right. You keep at it, bro. <laughs> all right so we got dr c uh so he's he's kind of like a uh oh, what do i want to say a poster boy for enlightened um this was one of the first factions i got into and he's a boss enlightened human male and tainted so he's also tainted he has a whole whopping for fortune He's 165 points, unique. Uh, he has a quick of five, a mind of eight, aim a six, grid a six, fight a six, limit a three. Very, very similar to what Cam's got. And then his weapons. So he's got one bionic arm for a melee with a brutal on the crits. Ranges base to base with a piercing of minus one and a rate of attack one he's got his first ranged weapon is the ionic pistol which has close work and disrupt on a crit range is 10 piercing minus two and a rate of attack of one and then he's got his tried and true ranged weapon the atomic blunderbuss that's Mm -hmm. hazardous torrent and brutal on a crit the range of that is nil because it's a template weapon. Mm-hmm. And then it's got a piercing of minus three and of a rate of attack of one. So those are his weapons. Love the blunderbuss. Get everybody mm-hmm. under that template and just light them up. I, I like the change from that. Uh, if you remember in first edition, that was the big pie plate mm-hmm. that you would drop on someone. And that never made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Um, oh, he, 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 in first edition, he didn't have a torrent. No, right? No, no. He had was, he had he had the big pie plate blast. He five inch blast. Range. He was a twenty inch range. Uh huh. He was twenty inch. <laughs> so I played it was a long range blast that was extremely deadly. I want to say I think it was Clay that I played in the first tournament ever. And he had this and I put all my guys behind a building and I'm like, ha ha ha. I'm behind a building. Who and are you he, playing? Uh, Clay down by you. No. Uh, Houston. What, what and, faction? Oh, I was lawman. I was lawman right. when, when there was like three lawmen. <laughs> so, and, you know, and you get, and you get bonuses for them all standing next to each other. 
Exactly. So I had them all standing next to each other, but they were behind a building. I was like, I'm good. And he was able to see just a little bit of something. He dropped this pie plate like on the building <laughs> and, and caught everybody underneath it. Like first turn just like he just, and everyone got irradiated and uh, oh my God, it was so bad. Um, you know, and of, of course he's on the other side of the board as well. Cause it was 20 inch inches and a five inch pie plate and uh, oh it was nasty so i'm glad to see that this is a torrent now <laughs> um makes much it's more still, sense it's still extremely deadly it's not yeah. like it was a, a big nerf stick but in the more brutal second edition mm-hmm. this is this is still deadly you, you gotta be yes. a little more um mindful of your position to use yes. this weapon so you can right. try to catch as many as you can underneath that that uh and, yeah that and, torrent template and and you have the trade-off of you kind of have to put yourself to the hazard a little bit to get close enough to use it yeah um you know the the old version that was so frustrating because he was so far away mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so this i think is is much more balanced it's not just like hey i'm just gonna have make you have a really unfun day um, you know, there, there's, there's some risk, <laughs> well, risk reward here. Given an opponent a fun, fun day. I mean, you know, <laughs> I think that's called negative play experience and it's, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's something that's to be avoided. I think that the balance here is nice because you still have a really, really deadly weapon, but you know, you have to risk yourself a little bit to use it. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Tom. Hit those common rules. What common is, what, rules. Metal, the quick and the dead, largesse, target priority, and I'll let you have this one, Eric. You want me to say it? Prodigious. Just, prodigious. Nice. I kind of stumbled a little bit there, I think. So, so basically the same, the same as Cam, except with the addition of prodigious. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's uh, another one of those abilities that uh, anybody that has it, I love. Uh, I'll be, I'll be, yeah. Spending fortune to focus or action points, you know, all day long to get that that big boost. Yep. And for for those who don't remember, uh, that is where you get uh, three for your focus instead of two, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you wouldn't think just that one extra one would be, you know, breaking or anything, but it is when you have a lot of things that cause negatives. Mm-hmm. Um, having that one extra really helps out a lot. Well, and the thing to remember there, one extra is not one extra. One extra is 10%, mm-hmm. you know, and, and when you think of it that way, when 10%, an extra 10% on, you know, when you're uh, rolling on a D10, that's significant. And especially when you look at all his weapons at the rate of attacks, he's rolling one die. Yep. So uh, that that will really, really help with that. Absolutely. All right. So special rules for Carpathian here. He's got Dark Council, so he can deploy a single Hexalith during deployment for each unit in his force with that rule. For one action point, he may select a tainted unit, friend or foe, within eight inches, and that targeted unit must make a mind check. If the check is passed, they're okay. Nothing happens. If the check fails, that model in that unit or entire unit, if friendly, is compelled 
you like this one, Tom, right? I compel you. The power and, of Carpathian compels you. <laughs> and must immediately make an action of this unit's choice. It's a free action, which cannot be focused or use fortune. Uh, and for the duration of the action, the compelled model counts as a friendly to this unit. You cannot compel models with automata structure or legendary traits. Do you, do you notice that we all have to say automata, automata. in a very strange way? And it's almost like a must. I have to say it goofy anymore. I, I, I do too. So I'm right there with you. <laughs> um, and then he also has Carpathogen, the ability to spend a fortune chip and raise some constructs, face hands or support near him. Very Cam has it. Most of the bosses and I think some of the faces in the Enlightened have this. So we talked about that. And then he has one more special rule. He has one of Brian's favorites. What is that, Brian? What's your favorite? Shrewd strategist. That's right. So once per turn on his activation, he may spend an action point to look at the top card from either their adventure or action deck. And then he can discard the card or return it to the top of the deck. So he gets a little sneak peek. So he actually has only three special rules, a lot less than what Cam has. One, two, three. Yep, Cam has two more. So Cam, Cam is special. Yeah, well, yeah, he is a little special. We already know that with his loose uh, nuts and bolts rattling around in his head. Indeed. Well, I, I think both these guys have their mental issues. Uh, <laughs> How dare you? Are you saying scientists all have kind of like uh, those issues? No, this this especially these two this, gentlemen this family maybe yeah i mean he went his wife died he goes completely nuts and decides to invent zombies <laughs> try to bring it back you know i'm like uh so okay it, so what's funny is is cam almost perfects bring or keeping people from losing their capacity but whether or not that would translate to reanimate a dead corpse who's been dead for years or not to help Carpathian bring his, his, uh, his wife back. I, I mean, you know what? I mean, that maybe that's part of the drama. Yeah. They could, uh, they could make it a WB show, right? Right. Nice idea. <laughs> I'm in. Is that part of the, what, what drives them apart? Is it, is it that conflict? You know, that, that, that would be an interesting take on what did it, what caused these two to, to have such a break that Cam would just murderate him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is it going to be because Cam's technology, maybe, maybe Doc Carpathian used it to try to animate his wife and then and it didn't work. <laughs> so he lashed out at Cam and Cam basically kills him for that. Or, and Cam said, my uh, gun's better. Right, but interesting fluff discussion. But uh, okay, so so what about Carpathian's theme posse? Okay, so let's take a look at that. Uh, let me click on some stuff. Click click, and then do this. So he has Father of the Enlightened theme posse. His special abilities for that is brute units in the posse do not have to have the task rule. 
And then he is, of course, the only boss permitted in the posse. And you may not include the legendary Dr. C in this posse. So, yeah, similar to Cam's, you know, brutes are kind of his go-to and they're not tasked. And interesting enough, first slot, he got he has somebody that's uh, very familiar. He's got Vlad or Harmony Ratchet. That could be an interesting fight. The two of these. <laughs> Who does Vlad side with? Right, or are you gonna have them both head to head? Yeah, or is there a Vlad clone? Will the real Vlad stand up? Please stand yeah, up. Yeah, one of them's the Watcher. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then, uh, so, Dr. C's second slot in his theme posse is a unit of Brutes and or Enlightened Hands unit. Number three is an Enlightened Face unit and or non-vehicle Enlightened Support unit. Four is a unit of Brutes and or Enlightened Hands. Five, up to two Enlightened Face units. And six is up to two enlightened hands or enlightened support units. So he's able to take a lot of those undead, you know, the, whether they're hands or support or specifically they name a couple times brutes, which right. with the special ability that the steam posse gets, you may want to load up on the brutes and then decide. Right. And, his, and his box comes with brutes. Yeah. Two, two brutes that you can either do as a standard flamethrower or the upgraded, uh, it's a Gatling gun, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, the difference I see in these, well, they both get the task rule if you fill it out type thing. But it's like Cam has all the high flyers, you know, the, the flyers that are going to drop down on you and tear into you, whereas Dr. C, it's all the ground and pound. You know, he's got the slow moving guys, but right. And with the brutes on with Gatlin's, he's going to have the range. Yeah. Yeah. So that's his posse overall. What do you guys think of these guys one-on-one or should, you know what, should we look at another form of Dr. C because of what Cam did? I think we should because more than likely you're, you're, your clashes will occur after the blood feud started, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which, you know, I think we may want to also take a look at Robo Carpathian. Okay. Which I love this model. This was one of those early models that I just had to have. Yep. I was just going to say, this is one of the cooler models out there. Right? My yeah. Opinion. Yeah. I had to buy it too. And I really haven't, I have a bunch of enlightened stuff, but I really haven't done a whole lot of painting with them. But that model was so good, I bought it and started it. Mm-hmm. It's among my uh, work in progress. So what we're looking at is the legendary Dr. C, who is a boss, uh, enlightened construct male, tainted still. He has three fortune, but he goes for a whopping 200 points. Uh, he's unique. He has, so his stats, quick a six, mind a seven. He's got an aim of five. Uh, his grid is eight, which is crazy. Fight is seven. And his limit is four. Even <laughs> crazier. Yep, yep. <laughs> and then his weapon. So 
He does lose one of his ranged weapons, but picks up a melee weapon. So he has hammer hands, which is stun, brutal, displace on a crit. Range is base to base, minus one piercing. Rate of attack is two. And then his other melee weapon is the servo claw, which is brutal and special and lethal on a crit range of one inch. So he can reach out a little bit and grab you piercing a minus two with a rate of attack one. And then his ranged weapon he has is the atomic minigun. This is nasty. So here's the, the standard specials that this gun has lethal. It's special, brutal, and heavy with a blast on a crit. A range of 15 inches, piercing a minus three with a rate of attack minus three. This um, is the old pie plate <laughs> that we were just talking old about. Pie plates on a, on a crit, but it, it with heavy, he, he can't use it and move in the same turn. True. And special true. means he can only use it once a turn. Yeah. His servo claw also also is special. Yeah. So you can only use that once a turn. So he well, he has sorta. some limitations with some of it. <laughs> sorta. 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 We know we know there's gonna be some special rules in here. Yeah. I know, I know. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tom. Go through those common rules. His are very different from his standard one. His common rules are tough, largesse, and unstoppable. So he does still have largesse, but yeah, the tough and unstoppable. Those are uh, a, a big tale to what he is, basically. He's he's a tank. You know, he's going to... Refresh us on unstoppable. Uh, you know what? I got to go to my cards, man. Uh, let's see. Unstoppable is so this model may make a ram action even though it does not have the vehicle trait furthermore he ignores the heavy quality for any weapons he carries uh-huh. so his <laughs> atomic yeah his atomic minigun just got a little more sexy <laughs> yep he can move and fire it but wait there's more we'll get there right. <laughs> act now And then as a reminder for what tough is, so this unit does not count as being wounded by a failed grit check and instead receives a stun condition. Uh, Even if not normally able to be stunned or the hit would cause them to become stunned anyway. If the unit is already stunned, it is wounded as normal then. So yeah, some survivability. Or basically it's like, he's just like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. it just keeps lumbering on all right so his special rules once again he can bring some zombies back if they're uh fallen and d5 of them three inches around him uh as long as he's like six inches of close to them so next one's creation so this unit may spend an additional action point to double the piercing value of a single strike action Furthermore, unless hit by a weapon with a piercing of minus four or greater, he may ignore the first point of piercing from an attack. And there's actually a nice little example on his stat card. So a weapon with a piercing of minus three is considered minus two, basically against him. 
Uh, and then the next special rule is braced. So during his activation, he may spend an action point and remain stationary to ignore the special quality on one of its ranged weapons for the remainder of the activation. Hmm. What just got even nicer? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then he's got my favorite split personality to redraw a, a activate action card. He has Frenzy, so for each critical success, this model rolls during a fight check. This model may make a free strike action. Free strike action is still subject to Frenzy. And then he has Bull Rush. He can focus charge actions for no additional cost. Free strike actions do not benefit from the rule. Yeah, he can. You turn him into a monster. Well, yeah. technically, Kyle the Black in the Destiny. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. You <laughs> might get technical, but uh, I just think of Hulk Smash. I mean, I, you know, when I see this, all I could think of is, is to Cam is, is Cam. You know, actions have consequences. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just? You guys could have talked it out or hugged it out or something. <laughs> Dang. So, um, how we want to? go about this comparison so i i see basically a little flow chart where it says you know cam is greater than carpathian and legendary carpathian is greater than cam you know it's kind of my thoughts here what do you guys think yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i i think that's fair to say i just with the amount of abilities that cam has next to regular dr c uh mm-hmm. i think he has the leg up on you know variability of what he can do and you know he can go this way that way basic dr c is he's he's kind of straightforward yeah he's just as nasty but he's he's very straightforward but if if you're talking about once he turns into yeah mega Mega C. <laughs> I mean, basically, he hulks out. Yeah, he hulks out, and he's just this unstoppable force that's just... Well, do we want to look at his his theme? Yeah, let's look at his theme real quick. Oh, he need, he needs a theme? He has his own theme, yeah. I, I, I thought his theme was he, he walks out on the field and kills you. <laughs> yeah, but he, he can bring toys with him. Oh, he can bring some toys, yeah. So, so what, you know what I find interesting about him is is even as a monster that's been brought back, he still has a mind of seven, which means he's still really smart. Right. I like that. He, he didn't but become he's a little insane. Well, that's okay. Right. Aren't we all? Well, he's a little bent from having his yeah. nephew murderate him, and then he's probably a little annoyed with. Kyle and Augusta for bringing him back full monster when they could have just like did something where he can just be himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's like so, so why did y'all have to go big? You could have just left him a little normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's a little cranky now. All right. So his theme posse is called the Technological Terror theme posse. I love that. Technological terror. <laughs> so this is legendary Dr. C's uh, theme posse and it's little special thing is if all the slots are filled with one or more units in the posse, 
then all the hands and face units in the posse gain plus one grit. He's the only boss that's allowed in this. I like that, plus one grit. So his first slot is Harmony Ratchet or an Enlightened Hands unit. Number two is uh, some Brutes, a unit of Brutes and or an Enlightened Hands unit. Three is an Enlightened Face unit and or Enlightened unit with the Creation rule. Uh, slot four is a unit of Brutes and or an Enlightened Hands unit. Five up to two Enlightened Face units and six is up to two Enlightened Hands or Enlightened Support units. Not as many Brutes coming in this one. Well, he's got two slots, uh, kind of the same amount, but a lot more choices in this theme posse of you know what you can bring with them. A lot of hands or support, so you could really fill this out with a lot of uh, just, I, I, I hate to say it, but disposable dudes to kind of put around him and, you know, I guess run as blocker. Mm-hmm. And just, I, I, I don't know why you hate to say disposable dudes. I think that's exactly. Well, I don't know. like to see them go. I mean, I mean, <laughs> he worked so hard on them. <laughs> uh, but that's what, kind of what he worked hard on them to be. Yeah, yeah, that's that's basically so, the what they're there for. So, so I think he, I think he's okay with that. And if he's okay with that, I'm okay with that. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, like you said, Tom, I think it. If you compare the two bosses straight up, it's going to be Cam. But then when Dr. C hulks out, thinking legendary, it's going to come out on top. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't even think that's a question. Legendary yeah. is that that's a, one. That's a really scary unit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's any other way to put that then and then i think if you just you look at the posses themselves what they can bring i think cam's posse just having that advantage of flight and some of the other abilities that they have for dropping Mm -hmm. down and just going right in the melee and tearing into somebody yeah but you 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 fail to remember that's all cam can bring yeah that's all he can bring well uh, what i think is really really can bring them too the, the Hellions. Yeah. Carpathian, there's nothing restricting him from yeah, bringing that's true. all of those things as well. He could so bring if he them too. The flyers, he can have them too. I think then it's going to come down to luck of the draw and the dice, really. What, what I think is interesting is I think that Cayman and Carpathian actually are very complementary. You know, yeah. like you said, what, one, one's death from above, the other is ground and pound. And I think that that's very complimentary uh, from a style standpoint. Yeah, if they could just hug it out. Just yep. hug it out. You guys can take it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. After looking at Legendary's theme posse, holy cow, the stuff that he can bring with them. I think the only issue I see with that is points. You're going you're gonna to burn through points pretty fast with him. Yep. You might you might not even be able to fill out that posse if you're taking really expensive stuff. Yeah, it does have the ability to take a lot of hands. It looks like uh, slot five, you got to take a face, at least one face. But every other slot is like you could 
possibly take the little cheapo hands if you want. Right. And you should want to. I, 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 I think of him as a cheapo hands guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, a lot of the enlightened bosses, I think, are really geared towards that kind of that thought of when you build the posse, like you, you have a lot of uh, not to call them all support models because there's different support models, but you know what I'm saying? So you, you put units in there that are gonna back them up Mm -hmm. because they're, they're not intended to be in your face type of models. But after looking at these guys, they're in your face. Well, I, I mean, Carpathian only works if you're near your troops. Yeah. So, you know, that, that comes into play, you know, that's why Carpathian having those spots with faces to be able to bring more Carpathian faces is very useful because then as you have all these hand units, you have their leader nearby that can try to save some of them as they start. Yeah. You kind of widen that bubble of, you know, given his, his units, um, survivability uh, yes. to hang out a little bit longer. You're going to want to bring a Tumbledi or you're going to want yep. to bring a... His, his sphere uh, of influence increases. What's that? He increases sphere of influence by bringing those guys. Right. Um, it's it's funny. I almost think of that as um, if you, you just play 40K with uh, Tyranids, you would bring units specifically to expand that bubble of the hive mind. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's kind of a similar idea. All right. Well, this was a, a, I don't think there was any arguing between the three of us. We all kind of agreed with who's, who's going to win this one. And, you know, if you further look down after the, the Hulk out, who's going to win that fight then? Cause he's, yeah. he's all jacked up <laughs> because he's ridiculous. Um, he, he might be one of the most powerful bosses in the game, if not the most powerful boss in the game, I think. Like I wouldn't put I wouldn't put legendary Wyatt against him. I wouldn't put legendary Jesse against him. I think they would all get wrecked by him. <laughs> you know, I think I've had games with legendary Jesse and Carpathian. How, how did that go? <laughs> I remember duking out on a train. The two big monsters climbed into the train car and destroyed it as they were, <laughs> you know, duking it out. I, I think. I think Jesse went down in that though. I, I would I would expect unless you had a, some real good luck. Because I mean, the, that's what I would expect to happen. The legendary Jesse is he's just a he's kind of a beefed up regular version, uh, mm-hmm. if I remember right. Yeah, he, he has you know better stats and stuff, but ability wise, it's nothing like how different legendary Doctor C is. Yep. But that is our little smoke wagon showdown for today. We thought we'd do uh, something a little bit new, pitting two bosses from the same faction, button heads. A little bit of family drama there. And Cam seems to come out on top for a while, but then, yeah, somebody gets a little ticked off. And <laughs> I, I, I think the models and the, the game pieces kind of clearly reflect the fluff. Cam, Cam wins the initial fight, and, so, you know, yeah, and then we get. then they Cam. beef him up. It's not focusing. And then, yeah, I'm showing some models off for people that will get to see this on YouTube. There's Dr. C. 
And then Dr. C Smash. <laughs> I just I'm, I just love that there's the the Union soldier hiding behind the rock with his head down. Yeah, I, I'm totally totally hidden underneath the hiding soldier with some uh, some gloss. Oh, nice! <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what I was thinking about doing too. Yeah, absolutely. And I went, yeah, I, went, too, man. I went to the I went to town with the guy that he's holding in his claw that's like ripped in half because he's stepping on his, you know, his legs, and then he just like pulled them apart. That's awesome. Well, not but, for him. <laughs> I am gonna try and put a poll up uh, for you guys that are listening to this, so you guys can vote on who you think will win in the the smoke wagon showdown um facebook's getting a little weird lately so hopefully i can still post some polls for you guys but go ahead and check that out and um i guess that's going to be it for today's smoke wagon showdown you know what i can go over our last poll real quick which was our jetpack joust where we talked about helena miller and lilith hart and the last time I checked, which is just a couple days ago from us recording, Helena Miller is still in the lead. She's winning it. Uh, she has 21 votes. I think it was to Lilith's 13. Um, and we've mentioned, like when we talked about that smoke wagon, Helena just has more uh, shenanigans and options that she can do. And Lilith is just kind of your basic mercenary. And and their their posse's I think reflect that too. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, Helena's posse is a little more focused and works together, where uh, Lilith's posse seems like it's kind of meant to be parted out to, you know, different other yeah posses. other posse's other forces. But all right, guys, we're gonna go ahead and move out of the smoke wagon showdown and maybe talk about some news. News, 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 news. All right, guys, before we get out of here, we want to go over some news, 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 news. Wow, that, that was exciting. <laughs> no, I, I, I still have the sound file, so I'll use that. News, 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 news. And to start off with the things we wanted to go over with, it's January and we never got the opportunity to talk about War Cradle Studios' advent calendar for 2020. Now, this is something they did back in December leading up to Christmas, where they had, uh, like your typical advent calendar, they had eight doors that revealed uh, some kind of teaser for their games, including Wild West Exodus, Mythos, uh, Dystopian Wars, and even Firestorm which is uh, very, very beta still in development. But let's see. So I guess let's just kind of knock, knock them down. I kind of wrote some notes of what they were. I did a lot of um, uh, hunting for these because they were all on the different Facebook pages where they revealed it and stuff. And I believe the first one they revealed was the fourth or the eighth um, and that was uh, a little sneak peek teaser artwork of the crown for dystopian wars, uh, where we had a nice little picture of, you know, some artwork of the fleet 
sailing in the boat. And uh, did you guys see that one? Did you, I mean, a lot of these I didn't see when they were revealed. I saw them like after the fact because people were talking about them and stuff. So then I had to hunt them down type of thing. Right. Um, I saw them. I was like, oh, that's neat. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean it, it, it was a neat way to kind of for the holiday season to get people kind of excited about, Oh, you know, teasers for stuff that's down the road. Um, and whether it was your game that you're attracted to or not, you know, it's kind of neat to see them sending those out, you know, to, to get the community excited. I, uh, I, I like that. I like to see that, you know, you can see that regardless of whether it's a game you're personally interested in or not. Mm-hmm. Um, the studio is active. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're doing stuff. It's not, you know, COVID's killed everything. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it, that it, was nice. it's a, it was a good way to say, Hey, we're still here. You know, this is what you guys got to look forward to type of thing. It's just good marketing. I yeah. mean, the, the, the marketing team obviously has improved over, you know, ever since they got started and uh, with the spoilers like last year where, they were always four products coming out and they would mm-hmm. teaser, you know, little tiny small segments of the, of the new model or, or product. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. They were, it's going to be, you know, we chat about it and, you know, try to figure wait, out Ooh, what is it? What is it? Couldn't wait to find out what the next tease was going to be. I mean, that mm-hmm. just good marketing. Yeah. So it was nice to see something come back. Right. Cause mm-hmm. you know, most of this year it was very limited number. So, I mean, they, they didn't really have a way to do those type of spoilers when there's only one product and it's a mythos product, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. How are you going to guess that? No, we don't, we didn't even know that that was coming. <laughs> yeah. So it was not like we saw sketches of it and would have a good guess for that. So right. it was, it was really kind of neat to see that war cradle tease come back, you know, mm-hmm. and everyone was jazzed about it, you know, like, Oh, what's going to be the next one? It's coming yeah. today. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? And then you had to, like you said, Eric, you didn't really know what, which, which one it was going to be. Yeah. So you, you bounced from, you know, Sturgenium Lounge to Dark Council to uh, the Mythos page to the War Cradle page. I mean, literally, it was like round robin. Okay, which one is it? Which one was it until it dropped? And then- yeah, yeah. So it was a good way to get people on the different groups and check out the, you know, the different games. So, yeah, the first one was the little teaser artwork of the crown. And then the second one we had, I think this one may have been on the eighth. It was the reveal of the Hellion Posse, uh, Mm -hmm. Cam's murder of Hellion Posse, that shortly after they revealed the artwork, um, went up for pre-order for the end of January. So I thought that was cool. I mean, this was one of those posses i mean this being a wild west exodus podcast uh we we were excited about it and it was one of those ones that uh it's like we were waiting i felt like i was waiting for this forever forever since first you know they took over the game and it's just like okay this was one of those you know original bosses he was in first edition and it's like okay, when is it, when are they going to redo this type of thing? So I was pretty excited to see that. And I know in the past, like when they've kind of re-released some of the older posses, a lot of 
community members are like, well, I have all those models, but that one. And this, this one was a little different where the models themselves were, and we mentioned this earlier in the show, they're different sculpts. So yep. even if you already have it, there's still kind of that collectability to it to have like a different version of the model. So, right. well, and, and, and even then, when that. you think about the doubles that are in there, the doubles are really, really Cam and Ursul, who both got really, you know, different sculpts. Yeah. And then the, the Apex Hellions, which you can use multiples of anyway. Yep. And, yep. you know, and then uh, the new face, whose name I forget already. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I, I don't feel like you really got a lot of repeats there. It's it's not like, uh, you know, Ranger Showboat where you're like, well, I already have everything but Calamity Jane. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. uh, this just feels like I can, I could get this and I could use everything in here. And it's very different alternate sculpts yeah. Uh, yeah. for the, for the two that actually are doubles. So I think that that's really a much, much better way. You don't feel bad about buying it no and i mean like i already have cam he's and i love my paint job on him and i consider it one of my best paint jobs for the game and with this new version of him i don't feel so bad about getting them because it is that little bit different and i can try a completely different paint job on them so yeah i'm excited about that and that kind of goes and, and you're an enlightened player so for you that's that's, that's right. double you know it's not like oh oh yay new stuff. It's it's new stuff that I really really want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So and then the next teaser that they had, I believe, was on the 11th of December, and we got uh, some concept art for Mythos, and that was for. Let's see if I can read my chicken scratch here. Oracle of Kempra. It was a Custos crypta um character that's going to come out there wasn't you know a whole lot of information because it was just concept art that they revealed that uh it was roberto that did the art um if any of you guys have you know checked out his artwork i encourage you guys to go to instagram and follow him because he's always posting up pictures from his sketchbook on there whether it's you know wild west exodus or war cradle related to just he's an artist he likes to draw so he'll randomly post pictures of just different stuff he you know he draws i really like his style and and the one thing i like in wild west exodus particularly is that his art style has you know transitioned into the actual model right where it gives it that that flavor and that character so it was really neat to see something different from him um i always love seeing his art Brian, were you excited for seeing that one? Because I know you got a little bit into Mythos. Um, actually, I, I like Mythos. I have not bought my first box yet. The The Brotherhood of Belial is the, the box set that I, I plan on getting. Oh, I, I, I thought you got that already, actually. Because I no, knew, yeah. I, I, it, it's on the um, wish the back, list. In the wish list, okay. I just haven't got it. We Some of the money I was going to use it. For that, I put into the posse challenge that we're doing. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, I went with. So he's blaming but, me and you, Tom. No, <laughs> um, it's not a blame. It's just, I, I you know, painted tonight. <laughs> it, it's when you're when you're doing something like this that it it can 
divert your your hobby funds. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I didn't put it on my Christmas list just because there were other things that I uh, was encouraged to also jump into. So, uh, <laughs> well, maybe birthday, wife, right? Birthday, Father's Day, birthday or Father's Day, right? Or <laughs> just because you yeah. just have to do it a little bit away from Christmas now. Right. <laughs> yeah. That might just be a hey, happy February. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So no, it'll it'll be a Valentine's gift. There you go. Call. There you go. Oh, you get a little self-love there. Nice. So then the <laughs> next one that they revealed was uh let's see, I think the 14th. Uh, we have the Cerulean Clade. So we're seeing those mimics and the neat thing about that artwork is that we, in the artwork, you can see a new model in the back, actually two new models, but the one that I'm particularly thinking of is the one that's in the background that looks like from the movie, uh, the thing you guys remember that movie where it had Mm -hmm. multiple faces and arms. So it's just like some weird creature. Yep. So that that looks kind of neat um, to see and them. Then, of course, and the, uh, it was Aliens guy from the History Channel. <laughs> from the History Channel. <laughs> That's awesome that they did that. I think that just that one model right there kind of shows, you know, as a studio, their humor. You know, they got that yeah. little bit of humor that. Come on, uh, they put the, uh, <laughs> my rent is too damn high. As the leader of the Ghostbusters, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. That that was when I saw that model, I'm like, dude, are is are they really trolling <laughs> New York politics by putting that guy in the <laughs> So I think that'll be a neat for all the the watcher players out there. Um I think the watchers very similar to the order, you know, there's, they yeah, yeah, they need some love. So it's nice to see them getting some more mm-hmm. and those. So a lot of those, the, the older models that are in that box set, they've been around for a while. So it's nice to see them very similar to cam kind of getting that, you know, that retreatment and, uh, you know, finally coming out for a player. So, right. uh, here's hoping for a big scarab, right? <laughs> yeah oh my god those, those things are like cast in gold at this yeah, point <laughs> i know well now that we have plastics in house yeah I, it's, it's looking all... forward to that one now yeah. yeah all right so on the 16th they unveiled dystopian wars blazing sun teaser artwork and i know a lot of the community member were members were really excited for this this was one of their uh from the previous editions of dystopian wars one of their favorite factions that Mm -hmm. uh, just flavor wise was a standout from all the different uh ships in the game so that that was kind of cool to see you know we see (laughs) nakano's home country getting some love you know so we can uh, have a connection there so yep I know originally that was one of the, the, I think, before War Cradle got it, and I was looking at Dystopian Wars years ago. That was one of the ones that stood out to me because the ships did look so different. Right. Uh, then we got on the 18th. Now, I'm unsure about this one. I had a little 
I was questioning this one, but I think the 18th was basically when they released the pre-order for the murder of the Hellion Posse. And, and we, we did, we kind of touched on this, I think a little bit, the dystopian wars hunt for Prometheus two player starter. I think that's when they announced that was their little advent reveal was mm-hmm. the, uh, cause I mean, yeah, it was just a couple days ago. They revealed the murder of Hellion and then out of the blue, it's like, this one gets revealed and Oh, by the way, you can pre-order it too for the end of January. So, <laughs> yep. uh, I think the, the groups were blowing up that day cause people were like, Oh my God, they just, we can get them right away. And I remember people sharing pictures from the trade mm-hmm. <laughs> pages and stuff. Cause the stores could get that stuff already. And, uh, um, I actually have not pre-ordered mine yet because uh, like I've been told by uh, other friends in the hobby that I am an Oak. (laughs) I have patience and Mm -hmm. I can wait a little bit. Um, I have enough models to work on, so I'll get it eventually. Um, Valentine's day. Yeah, there we go. Maybe I'll use that one too. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) See, see how we play? That's how we do it. <laughs> um, and then on the 22nd, it's not, like, it's art. not like Mary's going to get you flowers. No, she got me paint for Christmas, for God's sake. So, <laughs> so yeah, did she, did she get some hellions for Valentine's Day? I think so. Yeah, here's nice. some yeah, demons that fly. Um, the 22nd, we got some more teaser art from Roberto. It was art for Firestorm, and I am actually not sure how you say this, but it was for one of the alien factions in that game. Uh, re- Boy, I'm going to kill this word here. Rathosa Unity? I'm probably totally butchering that name. <laughs> um, but if you guys want to see how it's probably really said, uh, if you go to the Firestorm facebook page and scroll back towards the 22nd you'll see the the little teaser art that roberto did and then last but not least we had a reveal on christmas and that was for dystopian wars latin alliance which i know is a classic favorite from the older editions of the game so a lot of people are kind of excited about that also and all these like a lot of the artwork that they revealed for dystopian wars was basically artwork that you would see on their, uh, their fleet boxes. So it was kind of neat to see something like that. That's like, Oh, that's what it's going to look like on the box. So we got a little sneak peek of what it's going to look like when it's in the stores. Right. But- in addition to those sneak peeks, they then put, they then up the dystopian war website. And on it, there's wallpaper for, all of the fleets boxes they know they'll be releasing sometime in the year. Yeah, that's so right. You can actually go through and start looking. Uh, basically, the clamor was, hey, we need to know what these guys look like so we can start deciding what factions we want to hold out for. Mm-hmm. So they did. They put literally uh, at least one battle fleet picture for every eight, all eight of the factions on their uh, resource page. So you that's can go take cool. a look. Yeah, and some of the factions have two different battle fleets you can peek at. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's actually two for the uh, the Celestial Empire. Okay. So you can actually go look at the, you know, 
the differences the between them? They're completely different ships. The designs cool. are completely different. So, and that's pretty cool. You, you get to go peek and, oh, so this is what the yeah. Union fleet's going to look like. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, that, that it was pretty neat. Some of the other things they teased us with is uh, they had a marketing during the December where they contacted some, some of the community members who have access to, you know, blogs, video logs, YouTube channels. Oh yeah, that's right. Community kind of, you know, members and asked them, Hey, if we send you a sprue of coming soon in the new dystopian wars, will you share what you do with mm-hmm. it? So uh, I was reached out because uh, I'm a, on the black hoof saloon and uh they were like hey if i send you one would you would you brag about it <laughs> and you <laughs> like, made not you made not one but you made two videos of it of an unboxing i did i did and a build um, and a build uh and then i put my pictures all out uh yep yep and, and you guys if you guys want to see that we we did put it up and it's on the facebook and then uh, yeah, i actually Eric, you pushed it out on the twitter and and the uh and instagram yep and i grabbed your i grabbed your your video that you posted up and put it on youtube too <laughs> so you yeah. guys could see all that we we kind of <laughs> spammed it everywhere didn't we <laughs> yeah no i was I, I was like excited i mean it's a pretty neat sprue and the the plastics remind me of the quality that we had in the first wave hands. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really done really well. So mind you, my, Oh uh, yeah, let me order this box <laughs> had a lot to do with me building this spring. Well, and right. yeah, and that's, I think that you was know, a, it like is you an said. amazing, it was amazing sprue. I had a lot of fun building it. I had fun painting them. And I do have a friend who he's, he's in the Navy. He was a Navy, uh, you know, Sailor. I don't, can't remember his rank, but he was in the Navy, the retired Navy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I know he would enjoy this game, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. so I'm, I had no problem saying, yeah, 120 bucks. Let's go ahead and do it. So uh, you are able to convince my old local store that used to have wild necessities in stock. He had stopped that his uh, trade agreement with War Cradle, uh, but he contacted Brandon for me and said, "Hey, Brandon, I want to order this, pre-order this box. Can y'all send it to to Powell or send it to me early so he can have it sooner?" And um, and Brandon, of course, said, "Yeah, that's what we've been trying to do. That so, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll we'll do that." Uh, but it that and the new changes they did in the trade store made mm-hmm. my old store like whoa hey dude that the trade store improvements and you know brandon i i think we're going to start events again <laughs> yeah that's like, that's cool i'm i'm ready you know i was like yeah. so it's like the improvements in the trade and what brandon has been able to do i i think it's is actually going to help kickstart not only dystopian wars, but maybe while the sex is back yeah. up in the stores, you know, yeah. so I, I'm like all excited. So uh, yeah, it's definitely something to look forward to this new year uh, to see how things go with the stores and getting, 
you know, just starting to get some plastic out there for everybody to get excited about. And they really went about the right way marketing wise, like you were saying, how to get people excited about seeing these teasers or revealing these these two pre-orders of um, I know we had like what six or seven videos all on the sprue. Yeah. Uh, you got yeah. to see what everyone was doing with the sprues a little different. Uh, mm-hmm. We had, you know, a dozen, you know, picks of people. And then we have some, some of the community members they picked are old dystopian wars players. Yeah. So they yeah. were like, Oh, here I can compare them with my, uh, um, my previous, you know, versions, my Spartan versions. And, and you know, then that was really cool. I hope they see. do that with lost world too. <laughs> Uh, well i don't know dude have you seen uh, some, me some, some dinosaurs well not technically <laughs> dinosaurs <laughs> well they didn't have any of that in the old uh legion dystopian legions but i want to i want to see some mutant bugs and i can't remember yeah, what so Stuart exactly the, called them the but <laughs> in, in uh the war cradle now it opens up so much stuff that yeah yeah would have been more expensive for them to do because they'd have to go you know, the contracting outside, mm-hmm. but uh, this, uh, I think is a positive. I think plastics in house, they can play more. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's an encouraging move. Well, they, they've, they've, they've commented that and bring it in house may make assembly of the models a little less complicated than they are right now. Uh, which has been a little bit of a, uh, a, a sore spot from some people. They're like, they're like, man, did, did you really have to cut that up into 27 different pieces to ar- articulate this out? They're not even posable. And uh, I know Stuart had weighed in on that and said, yeah, that's part of, you know, contracting them out and then having to figure out how to design the screws and everything with them. Well, you have to remember they, that they can plan it better in house now, how to, how to cut. All of that stuff up. was handled at work right, uh, at outlaw. Yeah. And- the reason the enlightened sprues are so many pieces is because of the people in outlaw were like, no, we don't want to lose the details of these zombies mm-hmm. because it will sell this faction. And I, I know there's people out there like, Wah. it was so hard <laughs> to do. I don't care. Those are some of the best hands <laughs> in this game. Right. Because of the choices they made, and yes, 12 pieces is a little extreme, but it's detailed as blank. Right. I mean, and there's no, yeah, okay, well, I would like mine less detailed and just be five pieces. Well, sorry, those they weren't built for you, you know. <laughs> no, no. I, 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 they weren't designed for someone who wanted less, less details. They just weren't. They were designed to have as much detail in all of the nuances of what those zombies are, right? It's like, Hey, look, these are constructs. They have uh, exoskeleton made out of, you know, rough iron and they have the, the dynamite, you know, uh, strapped to their chest. They have these Mm. weird little things, spikes sticking out of the back of their heads. I mean, all those details are why there's so many pieces. And they're amazing, you know. And I, and I think we've seen that in a lot of things. I found that putting the Spica together. Like, not that they were 12 pieces, but they were all pretty much like eight pieces or so to, to put together. And it's because, you know, 
the, the little tabards hanging off the front and the, the little backpacks you're putting on them and stuff like that. There's just a lot of pieces to them. That's all. But now you have all that detail. Right. And, and th- that's why I enjoyed those decisions the way they were made. But then even like War Cradle, you know, their, their list of plastics they farmed out is a very small list. But it includes, you know, the leader of the Nautilus. Mm-hmm. Right, we got her legendary version. It was from the, it was in plastic. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. I mean, amazingly detailed figure in plastic. I still, I still haven't put mine together. <laughs> <laughs> when 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 did I get that? Uh, four uh, years ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Dad gave you didn't even get a box. <laughs> no, I just, I just got I just got a baggie. It was it was like a drug deal going down. They gave me a little baggie with plastic crack in it. I know. He just had him in his backpack. <laughs> that, that that didn't seem shady at all. Oh, yeah. Geez. Like, hey, you. You want some plastic? Yeah. All uh, right. Well, should we know, wrap? Should we wrap it up today, you guys? And uh, uh, <laughs> if you guys want to go check out those teasers, go ahead and go to War Cradle Studios Facebook page. I do believe they have a, a post there. It was either on Christmas. I think it was actually just after Christmas that kind of uh, gave you links to where all these places are at, or actually just go to all the different Facebook pages. If you guys don't mind scrolling, you know, through the last month uh, on all the pages to find them. Um, that's kind of the, the, the hard way to do it, but it'll work. Um, and yeah, if you haven't done it, pre-order the murder of Hellion posses out there for end of January release, as well as the two player starter for dystopian wars. But we're going to go ahead and get out of here for this episode. As always, if you guys want to check out our Facebook page, uh, black hoof WWX podcast, please like, and subscribe. Uh, let us it lets us know you're out there and you can kind of see what we're working on the videos that we mentioned that brian did for the dystopian war sprue and the multiple of pictures that he took because he was you know painting them too i think within the same week uh you guys can check that out there if you have any questions or comments or ideas for us you can email us at blackhoofsaloon at gmail.com and you can also find us on twitter and Instagram, Twitter, where you can find us at Black Hoof Saloon and Instagram, Black Hoof Saloon Podcast. And you can see a bunch of different posts that we're posting on projects like our, our posse build bonanzas that we did on our live shows not that long ago. And hopefully we can get back to some of those those live hobby project nights. Um, uh, these guys were working on some tonight, just a little bit. And I started mine a little bit too, but it'd be nice to have some community participation with those live streams. That was a lot of fun. And yeah, lastly, Benji's joining us for this. Yeah. There's well. a couple of people in the community team. member that are actually kind of building out some posses with us. So uh, it'd be fun to have them work on it with us, but uh, you can check out, those live streams that we did, I actually put them up on our YouTube channel. So if you guys want to see those videos or other ones that we've done, like unboxings, I think there's some some table type setup examples and run throughs and uh, just 
Uh, I, I, we have all our podcasts up there also. And since we're starting to do more of the like video streaming or the way we record now, cause we changed, uh, the way we, we, we record from Skype to zoom, uh, we're getting pretty good video. So when I put the episodes out for YouTube in a video format, it's a little nicer to look at us here talking to each other for the podcast, but that is it for today. This is Eric saying, take it easy. And when you're out there, remember to ride with the sun at your back and always roll those big crits. Say goodbye, guys. Bye, guys. Uh, Take it easy, guys. Uh, See y'all later. And yeah. Thanks for stopping by the Black Hoof Saloon, y'all. We hope you enjoyed your visit. Feel free to get a hold of us with comments or questions via the interwebs and shoot us a telegraph at blackhoofsaloon at gmail.com. You can also find us on the Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Music for the podcast was provided for use by Ross Bugden and can be found at one of his YouTube channels, Ross Bugden Music or Ross Bugden Composer. Until your next visit, ride with the sun at your back and always roll those big crits. smoke wagons that we did you guys want to hear them we've done nine we've done nine so far uh so we started episode 15 with wyatt and jesse james wyatt won that one uh Uh and then elite nura in the third man third man won that one and then we have (laughs) kyle the black versus uh the king of the mustaches custer now, I believe Custer won just on the power of his facial hair, right? Hey, dude, <laughs> the percentage on that one was him 74% to 26. It's all because of the facial hair. Yeah, yeah. That's the power of the mustache, man. I, 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 don't, I don't believe he's actually that much better. <laughs> I mean, just imagine if he had some mirrored, you know, sunglasses on. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have, I know, I saw he had a couple of boxes of Okay, those I think are out of stock in a lot of places. The the they're the infiltrator droids, I think they're called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's. You guys need to stop talking about this. Are you going to suck me in? They they have swords, right? Those those guys. Or is it staffs? Get sucked in. We can do it every other month. Man, man. One month we'll do Exodus. Next month we'll do Legion. (laughs) I mean, I'm surprised I didn't get sucked in as much as I love Star Wars, but. I think X-Wing burned me out, man, that I'm like, I don't want to do any more Star Wars games. That Because I was doing that with the card game at the same time. and But it's been a long time since you played, right? It has. It has. It's, a, it's, time, it's time to get back on the horse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can do it, man. See, the difficult part is you have to decide which four factions.
Well, I know which faction I would go with. I'd go, always go with the good one. The Empire? That's right. Right through Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, let, let's be fair. They were, they were the good guys, and you know, a bunch of terrorists attacked them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Blew up their home. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know... But, Long up all, watch the Mandalorian. All those look, union workers out of work now. <laughs> but look, all, I, all I'm saying is, you know, blowing up Alderaan was kind of like bombing Libya. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. All right. We should probably start. <laughs> oh, wait, we're not just going to talk Star Wars tonight? We're, we're chit-chatting. We're we'll, not we'll starting a Star Wars podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah, y'all, very... y'all bring it up, and we can get stuck on it for hours. You know, it, <laughs> it'll be like, hour. like a very special episode of the Black Hoof Saloon dedicated to our favorite Star Wars. Well, it basically is a Western, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. And then, it's, and then instead of our, our opening theme song, you're like, wait, am I going to have to pull up these cards and participate? I'm going to pull them up when they're straight and share them. So you can just look on the screen if you want. I'm, I'm, I'm painting. I'm painting. Don't you understand what that means? I can't multitask. I can, I can barely monotask. Is that a thing? Is monotask a thing? Monotask. <laughs> yeah, it could be, I guess. Look at that. Throw a little metallic on there. It looks great. I figure we can start with with Cam. With Came. <laughs> he came, he saw. He kicked some ass. Well, we'll see about that. We haven't gotten that far yet. Well. I've used him enough, but just as a support boss. So I think that's kind of all he is. Oh, no. That's very sad. Vehicles and stuff are something that's a bigger need in Lost World Exodus. Mm -hmm. So as that starts trickling out, we'll start seeing the vehicles because that I think that was their excuse to make sure they get those vehicles right is because the union in... Lost World Exodus is going to need those bikes, right? The right. all the other factions, all it, the cavalry in Lost World Exodus is a much more required thing because it's a more military esque game. Mm-hmm. When Wildest Exodus really is more of a, you know, running around skirmish, know, skirmish. So I'm okay with that. I mean, some of us have the vehicles, but in small numbers, right? Right. Except for you know the custard mounted posse I'm building. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Thank you, Tom. So, uh, so, some of us have them in small numbers and some of us don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you see what I'm saying? So obviously as the new iron horses get finished, that's something that's going to happen literally while Lost World Exodus is coming out. 